I'm Mikey, the E stands for evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. Tonight we have Roadwork by Joseph K. So, um, yeah, uh, the story is by, like I said, Joseph K. Or um, their actual name is is Cameron Sui. Um, And it's on creeppasta.wiki as well as the stories of Joseph K. Uh, so you can go check them out there. Uh, and I will just kind of go into the scant rundown I have. So uh, we have we, we have this courier uh, of ill repute, Connor. Um, he uh, is driving... Did you call him? A courier of ill repute. Courier? Courier, courier, courier. It's the same thing. You say tomato, I say tomato. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. Yeah. Um... He's a runner, <laughs> mm-hmm. a shadow, a runner in the shadows, as it were. That's true. Uh, and he's he's uh, he's parking out of uh, into a um, uh, into a gas station in like the middle of like the the, the wilderness in uh, North Carolina, and uh, he's freaking out. Goes and calls his um, his boss Reynolds, <clears throat> and uh, is just saying that he's getting a bad feeling about this the this this new. Uh, uh, package that he's delivering um because like he didn't like the look of the guy and uh that, that he got it from and like he's not he's not certain about this thing and then reynolds very calmly like like reassures him like dude you're the best runner i have um you can do this uh just don't open up the package just drop it off and go to sl- and then go and and collect your check and go um so Connor, kind of a little bit bolstered by that, um, goes back into his car and starts driving. And he's been getting these like headaches, or this this headache that he was having, like that was kind of the spark of like his like anno- like fear and stuff. Uh, starts returning, and then he starts hearing like this noise coming from the trunk as well, like a thumping. Um, so he's driving through the through the woods of uh, of North Carolina, um, and uh, kind of dealing with like after some after a few hours, is dealing with like the um, uh, like basically sleep deprivation, um, like trying to stay awake on the road. And then the pain flares up and then he sees that the road ahead is like, it's like gone up into the sky. Like it's like twisted up. So he like breaks hard and like pulls over and then he looks back and it's, it's fine. So the roads, it's just normal road again. So at this point he decides to, um, uh, go check the like he, he can't stand it anymore. He has to go check the uh, the 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 package. He like fuck it. Like he's got to check the the trunk. Uh, he opens up the trunk to see what it is because uh, it's driving nuts. And he finds that there is this like underneath some safety blankets. Uh, there is the this like horribly like wrecked human corpse. Um, and like like got buckshot in it, and it's like head is partially like fragmented. Uh, one of the arms is ripped, is like kind of like all like broken, and, and that's when he like, okay, all right, that was weird, and that's fucked up. I'm going to keep driving, and so he keeps driving, and then some point on his drive, he he 
like maybe through like lost time or something like that he finds himself somewhere he has nowhere he is like it's like he's basically out in an open field instead of forests and it's just an endless road of highway like four lane highway and there's nobody else there and it's just him and so he's just driving and he comes across uh he figures like all right this is fucked up i'm gonna try and stop at the nearest like station and figure out where i am and stuff um as he's driving uh, he sees some lights up ahead, but it's not like a station or anything like that. It's like uh, it's some construction sites going on, and there's a sign saying "road work ahead." So he's like, "All right, well, I'll just slow down and follow this." And he starts fo- like following the directions of the uh, the pylons and stuff, and then realizes that like there's nobody working. It's just this this construction like these pylons are all set up, but there's no work being done. Um, and then the pylons basically cut off all of the the lanes as he's been like adjusting for them. And so he's just like, fuck it. And just guns through the, the pylons and just pr- like, at this point he just wants, like, he doesn't care if he gets stopped by cops or anything. In fact, that would be a relief because it would be another human being. But then as he's driving past, he doesn't get anybody. There's nobody there. And then the road just becomes an, a plane of asphalt. Um, and he just has stops because he's suddenly not in like the world he knows. And he gets out of the car um, in a fearful panic, just try and get away from the car and try and think of what's going on. Um, and then he just starts running out into the, into the, onto this plane of asphalt. And eventually he sees some lights that he thinks like might be somebody, but then as he gets there, it's just the it's the lights and the sounds of his car. It, it's his car, and so he he gets there and he sees that his phone's ringing in the in the in the seat in the driver's seat. So he goes and picks that up, and it's Reynolds asking him what's going on, and did he open the uh did he did he break the or did he open the lock to the uh the package? And he's like, uh, and so he goes and checks, and when he opens it, um, he discovers that it's it's not a person anymore. The corpse isn't of a person anymore. It's this like weird creature with way too many joints in its arms and limbs. Um, and the, and the, the wounds on it are, are healing. Um, like the buckshot is coming out of the, uh, the wounds and like the, it's like covering up again. The flesh is like knitting back together, almost like Wolverine style. Um, and it's staring back at him with this like shark grin. And so he, he falls back. Um, he doesn't remember falling back, but then the, uh, he's back in the woods on the side of the road and he suddenly remembers everything that happened in the last hour. Um, like he remembers tearing off the, um, uh, the, oh yeah, the, 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 the corpse also had this, like, uh, this necklace thing with like a, like a circuit, like kind of a, like a collar, like basically like some kind of a, like a collar with a, uh, a blinking light. He remembers taking that off of it and throwing it into the woods. He doesn't remember know why he did it, but he just did it. And then he remembers forgetting everything and remember. And then like this, as this is all going on, as he's trying to recall this stuff, um, the creature just stands up out of the, the trunk and comes out and faces him. And basically uh, as he, as, as Connor is just starts standing up and like confronting this creature um, he begins laughing almost like sadly because he's like, this thing is going to get him. And it, it goes to like grab onto him and it starts laughing with him. And that's where we end. So uh, that was road work. So uh, I guess we will move on to 
everyone tolerates the Grand Inquisitions at this point. Um, story had like two, I think, uh, that I was able to find. Um, let me just see if I can pull them up. I also, because um, I read this like yesterday, I did not format it properly. Uh, so I'm going through my, my, my Google notes, um, my Google comments here. All right. So, so for the first uh, thing I, I found, um, the silent forests surround him and his eyes held fixed on the corpse, the dead hobo with an electric collar in the trunk. So I think it's, it, it, we might want to go with the silent forest surrounding him or the, for, the silent forest surrounded him. And his eyes held fixed on the corpse, the dead hobo, yada yada yada. Was it instead? Uh, it was just surround, like the silent force surround him. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah so it's a tense issue. Yeah. Which y'all know how I feel about tense. It's either a TP or a wigwam. Really, nothing. Footage. Okay. Uh, let's move on to the next one. I'm tired. <laughs> I, I noticed. Are you okay? Are you okay there, gamer? I'm fine. Okay. Just, just fall <laughs> out of my chair. Just, yeah, really, uh, we just hear you slam your face into your keyboard. <laughs> um. All right, on to the next one. Uh, the line of cones veered again, blocking of the next lane. Uh, so I think you could either go with uh, so the, the line of cones veered again, blocking off the next lane or blocking to the next lane. Because at this point, he's he's still merging through like to different lanes. Mm -hmm. So it could either be like it blocked off the next lane or, it, yeah, it, it blocked to the next one to kind of like segue to that. And I believe that is my Grammar Inquisitions. There wasn't a lot for this one, for me anyway. Uh, Mikey. Um, I have two, but they're they're both the same. Um, basically, uh, what was done was they used of instead of off. Yeah, is that the same thing that I just did? <laughs> is it the same thing. Well, I th no. Was there another one? Okay. Uh, without the lines. Yeah, without the lines of the road, he suddenly felt he was drifting, veering of the road. Oh, yeah, okay. How did I miss that? Wow. Then another one that was very close to that one was, the sound of his own voice shocked him, causing him to leap slightly, and he let his foot of the pedal. Oh, okay. So just missing, this is missing, uh, we have a PB, uh, BPB, or... No, uh, no. I was gonna do a stupid like police, like search and rescue joke, but never mind. <laughs> on uh, on on looking for missing Fs because <laughs> we have three missing Fs in the story. But never mind, I, I failed. I mean, it would have been fine if you just kept going with it instead of immediately putting the brakes on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't remember what the hell the like the what is the PB the BPB like that's what I couldn't remember. <laughs> APB is that what it is? PB and J actually. <laughs> yeah, PB and J. APB. <laughs> I don't know. Fucking <laughs> it's an APB. Yeah. APB, yeah. We got an APB on, on F, on three missing Fs. Hmm. There, I've done it. <laughs> Guys, we're tired. We're sorry. It's fine. Uh, will I? 
will I? I don't know if I will, just because of how hilarious, how silly this gag has been so far. Uh, how how we keep yeah. adding adding on to it. So, anyways, um, yeah. Sorry, Mikey. Yeah, uh, and then I have an it story. Oh my! All right, and uh, this it story, uh, it does have some dialogue, but I find it makes it funnier. So. Do it. Just do it. <laughs> Sorry. All right. It looked squat and malign in its stillness. It's a payphone. It's better if you don't know. It called Connor how stupid he'd sounded, how stupid he'd been, panicking and calling Reynolds late in the night. It wouldn't help. The package is locked up anyway. It worked for a few minutes. It was the phantom smell from before, but now it felt cloyingly real, clinging to his nostrils. It was simple now. It didn't work. It was a while before he came to realize that the radio was no longer on. It's not fair, he thought, and then repeated it again aloud. It resolved from the gloom as he approached. Tall black letters reading, Road Work Ahead. It wasn't what he'd hoped for, but it was a change and something to break the impossible blankness of the unknown road. It didn't take long for him to decide. It was the sound that made it real. It was still ringing. It seemed to yield to his incursion allowing him in to shut off the engine and grab the phone. It was Reynolds's voice, but something was wrong. It grinned, revealing not the black and rotted teeth he'd remembered, but a shark's grin. It was out now, crouched and waiting. Its dark eyes flickered in the moonlight. It leaned forward toward him, the shark teeth glistening with spit. Its touch was cold, and the knobby fingers felt like the tightening of vices. Done. Yes, Finn. <laughs> yeah, I was actually following Not along sure. with you the whole time, <laughs> or at least by, <laughs> by the end, of, by the, yeah, the 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 half part of that, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of them. As one terrifying uh, telephone. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and so that's it for gram your uh, your grammar positions. Yep. All right, uh, gamer. Do you have anything? That's uh, been talked about. Did we catch it? Yep. Okay. Uh, then I guess on to actual thoughts. So uh, I'm going to start off with the um, the image. Um, so there's an image that accompanies this story. Uh, it's a photo of a roadwork sign, <laughs> um, 
and like it's uh but while yes it it, it is apt it, it's partially apt because it is in fact a a construction sign that says roadwork on it but mm. the background of the photo doesn't match up with the story at all <laughs> yep. it's it's a suburban like street um whereas the story takes place almost entirely on either a highway on an open like an open plains or out in like the middle of the woods um more importantly at night yeah and at night yeah exactly so it it gets half points for being semi connected <laughs> in that it, it is ha- it, it does tie in with the, the the road sign symbol which is actually um a focal point in the story but it's it looks like it was just like a photo that the guy just grabbed because it had a uh roadwork sign so mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I found out, um, and this is about the, the author. Uh, so Joseph K, uh, I've, I think we've, I have, I think we, we, we have a bunch of, we had a recommendation early on about Joseph K stories. Um, but I didn't realize that Joseph K was a, was a pen name for Cameron Sui, which is, seems to be the case. Um, as Cameron Sui, uh, is, um, is the guy that owns jo- the, the stories of Joseph K and like the Joseph K Twitter and all that stuff. Um, he's a he's a freelance writer in the gaming industry, as well as like other like uh like other industries. Um, he's written and been a narrative designer for games like Star Wars: The Force Unleashed and The Rise of the Tomb Raider. So, and and when he's and uh, on the side, he does short horror fiction and creepypastas. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. Yeah. So it, it kind of. To me, like after I found that out, I found that out after I'd finished reading the story. I was like, man, this guy's like really good. This is a really good fucking story. Like, this is like, hmm, like really descriptive and everything. And then I read, like, I found out who the guy was. Like, oh, okay, that makes a little bit more sense. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, that kind of goes into my, my, next, uh, my next thing here. Um, so we're about like three paragraphs in, and I read this. Um, he glanced around at the station, two solitary pumps, and a closed convenience market. An isolated island of pale yellow light in the dark of the North Carolina forest. The silhouettes of the trees bit sharply into the starry night sky, surrounding him like a ring of teeth. The grating hum of electricity mingled with the crackling of insects from the woods beyond, drifting in the warm summer night air. Oh, damn. That is... This story started off with some super flowery descriptors, just like moi chef kiss <laughs> like in terms of like writing <laughs> mm. uh and it and it continued on like it, it it really didn't like stop like there was no like it didn't really rush it didn't like kind of fall into that trap some creepypastas have where like they start off strong and then by the end they're kind of just rushing uh at least i didn't feel that way when i was reading the story um uh the next thing i have uh is um so just regarding um, the dialogue between Reynolds and Connor. Uh, so like Connor being like the driver and Reynolds being like the mastermind or like the, uh, the, the boss of the, of this runner group, this courier group. Um, uh, so it's like, wh- where are you service station uh, just off the, the freeway, but to head. Uh, oh no, sorry. Damn it. All right. Well, you know, I'll talk about that one. Uh, hang on. Um, so that's full of farther than that. So yeah. So this is like the, the kind of a, a little piece of the dialogue we get from from Connor and Reynolds. Um, I understand. 
It galled Connor how stupid he'd sounded, how stupid he'd been panicking and calling Reynolds late at night. I know you do. And I know this one is odd, son. I do. I hope you believe me when I say that it makes me as uncomfortable as it makes you. I do it, my, I do it myself. But no one is as good as you. I'm smart enough to know when to trust the best. Thank you, Ren. No, Connor. Thank you. No, no, no. Now get back on the road. When you drop off the car, the client will have the have his own men to take care of the package, and then you can sleep, and you can and you won't have to work for for a year, all for one night's drive. And I was just like, I'm like, and that's that's just like a, a piece of the story. And I'm I'm sure I butchered it with my my reading of it, but um. Like, goddamn, I under I understand that these guys are like illegal runners of some design, but they are almost they're, they're they this this writing kind of makes them like really likable. Mm-hmm. Like at least Reynolds, like Reynolds seems like a really understanding boss, <laughs> and it's just like either that or it's he's also, his job to be. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was like either that or he's just like really like really good at like char- he just like nat twentyed his charisma roll or like rolled like a ton of sixes on his like. Uh, on his uh, what is it? Uh, intuition plus or charisma plus leadership <laughs> in mm-hmm. in Shadowrun. <laughs> like he ro- he rolled just like all sixes. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I just I, I I got this like really nice like like really good like, like these characters just seem really like likable, other than the fact that they're you know illegally running drugs and and corpses and what have you between like different like places. <laughs> One guy's on speed. Oh yeah, like, I mean, stay awake. Like, to, yeah, be yeah. Fair, to be fair, um, I, I have heard tale of a lot of truckers using speed to to keep on on the road. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's yeah, not it's just like it, it's not just a crook thing. It is also like something that just like driver like drivers of long hauls do. <laughs> mm-hmm. So not all of them, and I'm not saying it's like allowed, but like I'm just saying it's a thing that happens with uh, on on uh, both on the legal side and on the illegal side. Um. And another thing to touch on with like the the location. So like yeah, he says that he's like, uh, where are you? Um, service station just got off the freeway, about to head south through uh, Natahala. So I Google food it. Man, North Carolina is rural. <laughs> like Northern Ontario rural. Like like you could get lost and like you wouldn't find somebody for hours. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. And just looking at like Google Maps, and like it's basically uh, not a hollow. Uh, not when he's referencing not a hollow, he's referencing uh, not a hollow national forest. Um, and yeah, it's basically just like it's it's like the heart of Appalachia. So like basically like rural, uh, rolling mountain like like old mountain hills and forest. So yeah, it's it's like a very good isolated locale for a creepy pasta. Sorry, going through my my notes here, see if I have anything else to say. Oh yeah, so the. When he when he um when he's having these like like weird visions and then it kind of culminates to like the road or like the endless road and such, and then we get this uh, ahead the four dotted lines of reflective paint vanished the four lanes evaporated into a featureless plain of smooth black tar. Connor felt empty beyond shock. Hot tears welled up in his eyes. Without the lines of the road, he suddenly felt he was drifting veering off the road. Impulsively, he turned sharp to the right, 
the smooth vehicle or uh, the smooth field of blacktop spread away into the distance of his headlights. Fuck this. And my response at this point was just like, fair enough response. <laughs> like, are we in Carcosa? Because you got to tell us if we're in Carcosa. <laughs> um, and I mean, it does get revealed that like, there is definitely some kind of like, like the cre the thing in the, in the trunk, the, the corpse thing in the trunk was definitely, or at least insinuated to be behind the, the hallucinations that he was having. But at this point, like, I was just like, what the fuck is going on in this story? <laughs> Um, and and that kind of just culminates down to like the last bit of the story, um, and where we get this uh this co a quote here, um, disgorged of its hideous cargo, the little car now looked like sanctuary, like hope, like freedom, but this but the thing stood between him, and any chance of escape. It leaned forward toward him, the shark teeth glistening with spit. Connor began to laugh. A hopeless and mournful sound, his limbs locked in fear as it reached out for him, its spider-legged hands curled around his arm, its touch was cold, and the knobby fingers felt like the tightening of vices. The thing laughed with him. And they went on to be a buddy horror adventure! <laughs> or... I wish. The creature decided to have a, a late-night snack. One or the other. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, the, this this sort of kept pushing me to keep reading. Um, I this whole story, like with its descriptions and its like weird, like the bizarre visions the guy kept having, and like just wanting to know what was happening. Um, I had a kind of an inkling early on that the it was the thing that was causing the hallucinations because it is kind of a, a a common trope in horror stories. Uh, kind of like, like the Pandora's box trying to get opened kind of thing. Um, but it really didn't matter, like, because I, I just wanted to keep reading. I wanted to know what, what happened by the end. Um, I wanted to see how this, how this was going to play out, regardless of, like, even if it, like, I, I kind of saw where things were going. Um, I honestly thought that, like, one thing that did kind of strike me was that uh, he was going to uh, snap out of the... Um, uh, the hallucinations just right before a truck uh, rammed into him. And uh, he was like, cause he was still on the road. Right. Oh, but, yeah. but then that didn't happen. It, it, it turned out that the corpse on the back row was actually like some kind of creature mimicking um, a, a humanoid. Um, uh, it, uh, the creature. It, it's mysterious as it is. It, it reminds me of what I might be looking for actually in the Kentucky tree dolphin. Um, and for anybody who's not in the know, uh, last, last episode, um, I was on, I had, uh, Adam from RPX talk about, um, uh, a cryptid that we had kind of offhandedly cre uh, created, uh, a couple of months ago in another episode that I had Adam on. Um, and I've been drawing it up and like kind of flushing it out. Um, over the last couple of months, like off recording and like just like in my own spare time, and I'm so glad, and also kind of pissed that this story, like that we we came across this story, because and I'm also really happy that we came across the story after we had I did that episode with Adam where we talked about like basically brainstorming 
the creature of the the Kentucky tree dolphin because this creature kind of <laughs> sounded an awful lot like m- the creature I'd come up with, <laughs> with like oh, really? way too many way too many joints and like kind of that like Independence Day style of like of like yeah too many joints and like moving really weird and like it has shark teeth. <laughs> um, I don't think I gave it shark teeth. I think mine was more like kind of like a gug looking thing where it had like a vertical slit mouth, but just like the, 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 the corpse like flesh and like the distorted um, too many jointed uh, limbs is like really what grabbed me on like kind of the similarities. So yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm really happy that I, 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 I did. I, uh, we had that story or we had this story now and not, I didn't read it before that because I I wonder if it would have like changed my it would have like changed my perspective on like what I would have done with the Kentucky Tree Dolphin. Probably because you would be consciously thinking it's like like this, so you would be not. So you would choose to not give it the the multi jointed legs and arms and shit. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm I'm glad that I I I came up with that prior to reading this. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess it just shows again like creepy minds think alike sometimes um, yeah uh the other thing is um so so connor and reynolds they got they got tasked by transporting an alien for the mib or dare i say the sntf <laughs> right <laughs> like of course like I, I i'm not gonna lie i kind of want to borrow this story as like uh, for a shadow run <laughs> or even yeah, like run. it feels like or like even like you like shadow run in like um, in a not so futuristic Shadowrun game, <laughs> or even like have this be like the opening of like some some office some officers for like Delta Green or the ESO terrorist agency, um, or the SNTF, um, just ha- throw them into like ESO terrorist or like Fear itself RPG, and have them like come across this car and this dead dude, <laughs> and have to deal with the creature, and because like their package didn't arrive, yeah. Um, see that? Yeah, I I just yeah, it's just something that struck me as I was reading. I was like, so these guys are just like shadow runners, right? <laughs> or like in like before shadow run, <laughs> or they they're just like they're just like coyotes. Um, and coyotes, I mean like not the animal, but the actual like the the term for like people who like transport goods and people across state borders, um, for money. Um, that's a it's a term for uh like for the uh the, the criminal or uh, criminal organization of like people that basically traffic um things mm-hmm. um yeah it's just i got that kind of vibe from the story um I-, I love the the bizarre visions it threw at connor um or it we assume that it threw at connor like that's what the, where the visions were coming from um because i, I kind of got the idea that this creature was basically some kind of like psychic alien <laughs> that was just really fucking with his head because he kept getting the the weird pang of pain in the back of his head and like that weird smell that was like that wasn't actually there so he was like getting like kind of like a telepathic assault on his senses. Um, yeah, it, it, like kind of going back to what I said earlier, whereas like I, I just kept like the story kept pushing me like these visions, like like the way like things kept happening. Like I was like, it kept pushing me to keep reading the story and like wanting to know what was going to happen next and like what how the character was going to deal with it. Um, as an aside to all that. Um, so I've started listening to dark ambient tracks while reading creepypastas in the last few weeks. Um, it, so dark ambient, it's a, um, uh, basically it's like a moody, like dark atmosphere droning tunes. Like there's no real, like, uh, the melody is more of a droning kind of like, 
uh, tone that you'd hear in like certain horror movies and such. Um, but it really helps me to like kind of stay like focused while I'm reading the story and also kind of amps up a little bit of the atmosphere. So just as a kind of a, like a, a slight, uh, like a, a slight non creepy pasta, creepy pasta recommendation. Um, if you want like some, some tunes to like listen to while you're reading creep pasta, kind of amp up the, the mood and atmosphere, or even to keep you focused on, on, on reading. Um, I, I would recommend the library of cryo chamber on Bandcamp because, um, it, the last couple of, of stories I've read, I've been listening to that while reading and it's really helped, um, like build up the story as, or like help me, help me stay focused while also kind of amping up the, uh, the, uh, the overall like reading atmosphere. Um, that's really cool. But yeah, so that's, that's kind of been my, uh, that's my thoughts on the story. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, it, it was cool. <laughs> so Mikey guys, I'm being too positive. Tear it down. <laughs> I just walk away. <laughs> well, uh, let's see here. My first actual thought here is that I liked the mind fuckery up to a point, mm-hmm. and the whole him suddenly remembering what he did um gave me some uh whiplash because I mean, we were there in that scene yeah. <laughs> earlier <Can> you, well, <laughs> yeah uh, sorry i'll let you finish because i yeah sorry yeah we, we were in that sorry. Yeah, yeah we were in that scene earlier and it just it the most it says is that he was basically staring at the trunk and then his um, he goes into a trance and then he's staring off in the woods. So no. He opened the trunk. Yeah, he opens the trunk, he looks at the monster, and then he's He rips off the sta- the, the collar, didn't he? Well he no. didn't say he did in the first section. Oh okay, yeah, right. Before it says he ripped off the collar. Um, yeah, but he opened it up, peeled back the, the blankets and looked to see what it was. Like, okay, the body, cool, wraps it back up, closes the trunk and continues driving. Yeah. That's what he remembers happening. Well, but no. In actuality, when he opened it up, um, the because the creature had like direct line of sight on him, it immediately put him in a trance and made him take off the collar and throw it away and then wipe his mind of doing that. So, so then, so then while the creature's healing in the back, he's not going to be afraid that the, that his, um, chauffeur is going to do anything bad because he thinks that he's just a dead body. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I have this section here because I just found it. So, after it explains that there's a collar with an LED light that winked rhythmically, uh, Connor stared, disbelieving for some time. The silent forest around him and his eyes held fixed on the corpse, the dead hobo with the electric collar in the trunk. He wanted to be angry. He knew he should be terrified, but it simply didn't make sense, and he could muster no single emotion despite the hundreds vying for release. The headache pulsed sharply, 
and it pushed him out of his trance where he found himself staring off into the woods. So Okay, so what happened, I'm guessing, is um, he... Uh, so in that time, he had the tr- uh, the creature tranced him. So he remembers what you said early up to like basically the sharp pain. And the sharp pain um, that like pushed him out of the trance is him snapping out and going basically like uh, um, is is basically him being like snapped out of it to go and like drive. Um, because then the rest of it is like he remembers like shutting the trunk after wrapping up the body again and then like wiping his hand and stuff of like that. Uh, and yeah, just get it, and then getting back into the driver's seat and starting ahead on the flat road, uh, and breathing oddly calm. Which, yeah, so he's still in the trance. He's still technically that. This is the point of like basically him being infected with the time with the uh, uh, the mind influence. Like, hence holy. why the road gets more and more fucked up. Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. yeah, like he, at this point, like yeah, like the, the so it does show that like. Yeah, he snapped out of he. Uh, he suddenly became his eyes suddenly became aware that he was now staring at the woods, not at the trunk. So, but he had no idea. He didn't have that recollection as why he was there. And then we reveal at the very end, because um, he starts remembering what happened and why he was staring at the woods was because he um, had been basically uh, coerced into ripping off that collar and throwing it into the woods, and then just staring into the woods before the creature was like, "All right, that's enough. Snap it." Like basically, it's hypnosis. Like here, I'm going to snap my finger, and you're going to go drive, <laughs> kind of thing. Is, much, is yeah. yeah. So like, I, I'm with you. Like that whiplash, like that whiplash that you're getting is almost like kind of um like the same as the character at the very end. Like you're kind of feeling the same thing he's feeling. Where it's like, what the fuck? Oh shit, this happened, not the other thing. <laughs> at least that's how yeah. I take it. <laughs> yeah, it's just. It's just that bit of whiplash. Like we were already at that scene, and then we weren't given all the details. But then that's the yeah. that's the to help get to the reveal later. Yeah. So, yeah. That, that was the point. <laughs> it was, it's yeah. Misdirection, basically. Yeah. But like the and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I now? Who am I? <laughs> And that's when Mikey realized he'd been staring out the window of his kitchen. Mm. <laughs> and that the podcast mm. for four years has all been a dream. Oh god. Long ass dream. It's just those those demon squirrels outside your uh, your kitchen just like hypnotized you for the last four years for like the last like four minutes. Mm-hmm. It's actually twenty sixteen. It's still twenty sixteen or twenty eighteen. He's got <laughs> I almost spit up coffee with that man. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. But yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Continue yeah. on there, Mikey. Yeah. So that was just my only issue with the mind stuff was the whiplash. Okay. And then the the monster was kind of interesting. So you mean visually, yeah, because it transforms into a corpse, or from a corpse to a baby-armed street shark with spider leg hands that have knobby fingers. Well, I know what I'm drawing for the title card this year, or this week. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm just gonna have that 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 description on playback the entire for like for, like, for an hour. 
<laughs> yeah, stubby arms. No, like it had oh. like baby arms, right? Like or baby it had. Okay, it, no, it had. Uh, I have the description here. Uh, the shredded arm was now a thin and reedy limb, pink oh. and newborn, with too many jointed elbows. No, okay. I, I see where the issue here is the, with the description. I, he he means like the skin, like the flesh, is that of like a, a baby or newborn. Like it's like it's pink and, yeah. and fresh as a newborn. Like it's not like the limbs are like are um are like. It's not literally a human baby arm. Yeah, no, it's not like like they're not like nubby and something yeah. like a newborn. It's the skin and flesh is like that of a newborn because it's like a gray alien or something like that, right? But it, my, like, when I read newborn, my yeah. mind went to baby. So <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. There's a lot of poetry in this story. <laughs> or a lot of colorful, descript- uh, flowery descriptors. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay. But yeah. So, so we do get a lot of description for the creature at the end. Yeah. And it just becomes, whoa, this is weird. So, yeah. And yeah. It's interesting. And that's oh. all I have to say about that. Okay. <laughs> um well, gamer, what do you have to say about the story? Your verdict. <laughs> well, um when I started reading it, I um was a little confused cuz I felt like it started in the middle of a story. That's what we like to call in media res. Where you throw the person into the story. You don't start with the beginning. Hmm. I felt like I just woke up from being in a trance, though. I'd be like, what? Where am I? Who are you? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. To the story's Man. credit, it does add in the... Uh, and yeah, I'll let you continue. Sorry. No, go ahead. No, I was just I was going to say, to the cor- story's credit, it does throw you into media res, like, in into a scene with no beforehand introduction to things, but then over the course of the next couple of paragraphs, we kind of get to know the situation at hand. Yes, 100%. Yeah. It's not like it just leaves important shit just by the wayside, so mm-hmm. it's fine with it. It's just, I haven't read too many stories where it just throws me in in the middle like that. Yeah. Or you haven't read stories that are have done it well, <laughs> because sometimes there are creep bosses that do that, but they don't they leave out certain information that would have been nice. <laughs> no. Hell, we don't have a single uh, mayor in here. No, we know exactly who these people are. The only things that and and the only uh, and the characters that we don't have names for aren't really important, like um, to the situation at hand. Um, like the guy, the man that that they got the car from, and the client. They 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 can remain as the weird guy, the weird man that they got the car from, and the client. Um, yeah, the story's focus is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the story's focus is Connor and Reynolds to a degree in terms of the mm. names. Yeah, 100%. Um either way, my next point when he's driving around and he sees the road work ahead sign and he's like being shocked that there's no no one working there. Meanwhile, it's in the middle of the night. I don't think they'd be working. I like um, they work 24/7. That's actually have you not I know you, I don't know if you've you've driven at night a lot. Um, in our in the nearby town that we live in, or that we live near, 
there is constant construction work night and day. Like they actually work overnight so that um to uh to avoid um traffic issues. Oh yeah, I guess. Like um the bridges like the we in the last couple of years we've had a lot of bridge work being done. And yeah, they they almost work extensive especially in the summer when it's really hot. They work ostensibly yeah. at night. So, um and so that's why they have all those reflectors and stuff like that on. So mm-hmm. yeah. I suppose especially in a situation like this where most or all of the road is blocked off. That would yeah. be even more of a reason for to have everyone there working. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, I'll let that pass. It's fine. My last point is just kind of how it ended. When I first read it, it kind of felt like it just sort of stopped. Like it was building to something and then it just sort of stops instead of yeah. ending with some sort of climax situation happening that is it's also he died but yeah and that's it also doesn't matter if he did or not he the monster could have let him go the monster could have like puppeted him or any number of things but uh yeah you were gonna say something but i kept cutting you off uh, my only interjection was just like well that actually is how you like sometimes that is like the best thing for a horror story to end is just like for, to leave the 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 reader like like to guess what the hell is going to happen next to the person. Like there are a couple of outcomes, none of them really good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like that honestly, like I really enjoyed the ending here because it's just basically left like now oh, we're just going to fade to black. <laughs> like we're going to fade to black and see and and just let you tease you because this is like that's how like so uh like how some good horror stories t- tend to do just like just gonna leave this off to like let you figure uh wor- figure out the worst scenario for for poor connor <laughs> hmm. it does lean its way to be potentially buddy horror scenario because yeah. they're already like monster got his hand on his shoulder and they're like laughing together like ah you know <laughs> seriously though i'm not gonna kill you what <laughs> just, no just you actually back yeah yeah just if you, you know, uh your 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 current job is over uh so you're on the run now um so you might as well just um hang out with me and uh we'll, we'll uh, get me back home <laughs> mm-hmm. and then the monster just like sits in the passenger seat he's got his like spidery <laughs> arm like wrapped around no, no, him he just, yeah he, he just he just morphs back into a human or like a gla- or glamours into a human <laughs> so he looks normal now again mm-hmm. totally yeah or course, yeah. <laughs> or even funnier he's just like uh there there's connor in the driver's seat and then the creature because of his size and such just occupies all of the other seating in the entirety of the car <laughs> like he's just like coiled around like everything mm-hmm. but yeah no i mean if you again if you wanted to like t- like take this even for like like let do a like a, a silly sequel i would definitely or like a, a, not a silly sequel but like a buddy horror sequel yeah you just bonnie and clyde <laughs> or or uh um what's a good like like cryptid name for like this like the north carolina um street shark i guess <laughs> no. sort of I mean, it, it's oh, god. Chief, but... oh god it's the north carolina street yeah it's the north carolina street shark <laughs> it's a uh, street shark and street shark and connor <laughs> instead of bonnie and clyde uh but yeah but no i i yeah it, i i think it's um, it 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 leaves the it open for like the audience to figure uh, figure out like what the worst case scenario or like the 
best case scenario in some cases <laughs> uh, mm. for for poor Connor. Sure. And um, in regards to the revelation and the um, remembering of old facts, yeah, it, it actually didn't bother me the way it bothered Mikey because it's literally in the uh, creature's power set. Yeah, because it's like as he saw him like get out without his collar on, that triggered him to that triggered the memory of him throwing the collar away. Yeah, exactly. Oh fuck! Right, I threw that away. Why did I forget? Uh, yeah. Ah yeah. oh, god, why? Ah <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> I'm fucked up. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much all I got. Note wise. Yeah. Yeah, this one. I I think it, it it's. Yeah, for me it was just pretty well crafted. So I, I guess yeah, I just segue into our uh, into our final thoughts. Um, I liked it. I'll recommend it one hundred percent. Uh, I am not afraid to say that. Um, I absolutely love the story. I love the creature. Uh, I love the read. Um, again, uh, a recommendation. Another recommendation that's not the story, but like check out Dark Ambient tracks on uh, cry by uh, by Cryo Chamber on on their Bandcamp. Um, they have a ton of of different albums that are all like really good for like listening to while you read creepy stories. So. Um, yeah, I recommend. Uh, so Mikey, your verdict. All right. Well, I liked it more than I hated the whiplash. So I'm going to give this a recommendation. Okay. So the, any issues that I had, the mind fuckery was pretty well executed. So that's my verdict. Cool. And gamer. Yeah, I'll recommend it as well. The the few points that I... The, my lack of notes is usually a sign that I didn't get bothered by the story or that I read it super duper late, passed out. <laughs> woke up with a pasta stick <laughs> in your mouth. <laughs> woke up barely awake to do a recording. But no. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't it at all. <laughs> no, that never happened. Why would that happen? I'm always prepared. Who are you? Um, <laughs> cut the tape, cut the tape, cut the So this is fine. Um, yeah, I, I like the story. The, uh, everything was explained quite well. The, the way it started, I was hesitant because I didn't know how this, um, how that, uh, wh- what'd you call that starting? Um, it's called Indiarez. Yeah. Yeah. I, again, I haven't read many stories like that, so I didn't know how this was going to pan out. But as you said, by the time you get a paragraph or two in, you know all the information that you need to know previously. So it all worked out quite well. Creature yeah. was cool. Uh, power set was interesting. I don't know if the like if the title is apt for this because there yeah there was I mean, road work in this, but there was also a lot of other things. I think it has a double meaning actually. It's it's road work in that a road works like road work is used as like an obstruction. But it's also road work in terms of like what his jo- a description for his job, like you know, oh, it's, yeah. like, it's like not wet work, but it's road work. So like he is, it, it could almost be like a code for like his kind of wet work or his kind of like his his job description for Connor because yeah. he's always he he knows like it, it says in the story he knows um 
he knows this this area like basically a hundred miles in any direction of this area. Like he knows all yeah, the back roads. No yeah, exactly. That's what makes it so terrifying for him is that like he should know um where he is in this neck of the woods because he driv he he knows every back road, he knows every escape route for him because he's a driver that um that curries uh uh, articles of illegal repute from point A to point B for clients. So, uh, yeah. and he's made a career of of like staying out under the uh, under the radar kind of thing. So, yeah, um, I think that's probably like the big like uh, like that might be like the double take the the double take on the uh, the the title here. Yeah, I could totally see that. In a way, I kind of wish that was um, said in dialogue. Like, uh, <clears throat> yeah, like maybe being like, like, you're my best road worker. I need you to get this done for me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Sweet double meaning. Wow. Wow. <laughs> okay, so I guess I don't have a problem with this story. So, yeah, I'll just recommend it all around. All right. <laughs> um, then, yeah, I guess that was a, a round table um, uh, recommendation. So that was this week's episode. If you like what you heard, or if you didn't, you can leave us a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted, whether it be on Podbean, Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr. Um, we're all on Twitter. Um, Mikey is at the East Stands for Evil. The Gamer in Yellow is at the Gamer in Yellow, but without that W, because his name is too goddamn long. <laughs> um, and I'm at Review Cultist. Uh, you can also send us emails at aldente rigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-E-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. Yes, I know our name is spelled wrong. Sue me. Even we on, get typos. It was on purpose because creepypasta spells yes, shit wrong. Yes, exactly. That's totally... No. Um, you can just uh, say Yes. <laughs> But yeah, you can send us emails there um, with for recommendations of creep pastas, uh, spooky SCPs, um, just yeah, like creepy cryptids and monsters and 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 ghost stories that you would like us to discuss and talk about and like brainstorm our own kind of creepy pasta ideas or or game scenario stuff. Um, Are there uh, any types of spooky stories online that we have not addressed? That is, in, I'm not entirely sure. Have we? We've done like I'm pretty sure we've done microbasta. We've done UFOs and aliens, right? Oh, I don't mean that. I mean um the, the different styles of writing, like micropastas and Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we've done SCPs, we've done Reddits, we've done um uh the only thing we really haven't done is um like slash X, uh like the paranormal, like like basically like uh no no, we've even done that. Like early on, I think we did like the Anansi uh Goatman was basically like done up in that format like it was pulled from uh from the X thread on uh, 4chan. So I think we've been, we've done like mo like uh most of the um the, we've even done vlogs like our ARG like slender vlogs and stuff like that. Yeah. Um the only one I think we haven't done is like a non-slender ARG vlog, I think. Unless I'm going senile and have forgotten one that we did. Um yeah, I think we've 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 done a like the wide range of different like creepy storytelling online. Mm -hmm. um, I just didn't know if like after all this time there were still like one or two types that we've been completely yeah, glossing over. 
That is interesting. Yeah. Somebody please let us know in the comments. Yeah, exactly. Or, or send us an email uh, with with a link to it so that we can uh, we can do it. No, we have to. We did. Wow, we did it like a couple of months ago, like like a month ago. We did um the uh, the the vlog ARG um or the vlog series uh, uh no and no through road, which was a non slender vlog kind of series. Well, that's true. Yeah. So yeah. Um. Yeah. But if there is some kind of like creepy narrative, um, like medium that we haven't touched yet, that's uh, that's out there online, I would like to personally know because I would like to get into it. Um, because I've tackled SCPs, creepypastas, Reddit no sleep stuff, um, creepy ARGs and vlogs on YouTube. I love watching those things. So please let me know. I want to be scared, <laughs> um, or at least creeped out. So yes, please send us those uh, if you if if you think that we have not touched on something. Um, yeah. Um. And if you'd like to help support the show financially, you can go to Patreon. Look up Eldenti Rick and Mortis and select the back tier you'd like to support us at. We have $2 and $5 tier with special episodes, early access, extra content. To our patrons that are already helping support the show, thank you guys immensely because you're helping keep those hosting bills at bay. And as always, we very much appreciate that. And to our listeners and the authors of these stories, thank you guys immensely because without your listenership, we wouldn't have much of a show. And without the authors with these stories that we read and discuss, we really wouldn't have much of a show. So thank you. Oh, um, I guess we'll add in the Redbubble ad. <laughs> uh, and if you'd like to go to Redbubble and and check out uh, Crazon Studios or Al Dente Rigamortis and and check out the uh, our logo, and you can get them on a pin, you can get them on stickers, you can get them on a shower curtain, on a pillow, on a t-shirt like a normie. <laughs> um, you can go check those out, and uh, and that would be really awesome. Uh, so until next time. I have been your host, Review Cultist. I'm Mikey. The E stands for evil. I'm the gamer in yellow. And this has been Al Dente Rigamortis. Sleep well. You're, glad you're on the board. <laughs> no problem. I'm bringing uh, my F game. Don't worry. Yay. All right. There's uh, one of the missing Fs. Get him! <laughs> oh. What'd you find out? <laughs> you said it. <laughs> it. You exposed yourself. You only have yourself to blame. <laughs>